Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I will say it again for probably the 733rd time. Maybe I've said it more. Every day I jump out of bed and I cannot wait to get on the air and, and host this show and chat with you and our viewers. It's so darn much fun. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity. And away we go. Moose, we are just getting into it. So don't move. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. And welcome to Hour 2, everybody. Of your favorite program, man, I'm going to tell you, hour one was a hoot, a riot. It always is. Still kicking myself that I didn't get to that question from the BC Lions co-GM Neil McAvoy that I was asked to ask. We got to get Neil on soon, and then I will. But we just had so many football questions to ask as we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, on this Flame Tech Football Friday. And Moose, I got to be honest with you, dude. Um, Yes. I did not think that this tanking discussion would go off the way that it has. I didn't understand that so many people would have as big of opinions. And for those that may have just joined us, the reason it came up was kind of innocently enough. I mean, Brian Flores, the fired coach of the Miami Dolphins down here, after he was fired, accused the team, the owner, Stephen Ross of the Dolphins, of cash offering him cash payments to tank game for all three seasons that he was here. So now there's an investigation on the go with that and we've kind of related it to all of our favorite leagues and maybe that's why it's taken off the way that it has because it kind of does affect every league in a way it really does and that's why the nhl's got a lottery in too to try and limit a little bit of that and you know give teams that are in that vicinity of being in the the basement an opportunity to win the first overall pick and the nfl it's not the case so literally if you lose the most games in the nfl you will get your pick of the entire draft class so um i could see how it could happen because if you get a trevor lawrence or a joe burrow it can really change your franchise yeah well for sure and um you know, you've heard the uh, conspiracy theories going back in the day with the NBA. Now, for some, I think I'm experiencing brain fog today. It's my last day in Florida. There's something wrong with me. I got to start pounding pink drink to get my head into the game. But there was the story, and I got to ask the viewers again. I said earlier, I prepped you for this. I need your help, everybody. Yours, Moose, the viewers, and producer Clark as well. Help me out with some stuff here. But I think it was the NBA where. They used to have envelopes in the glass box, and David Stern reached into an envelope and pulled out, I think it was the Knicks, maybe with drafting Patrick Ewing. I think that was the case. It feels like it was like 10 years ago. It was probably 25 years ago, but Stern was accused that one of those envelopes was frozen, cold. So he felt around for the cold envelope and pulled it out to get the right team. Whether that was true or not, now it's a lottery with balls so that you can't do that. 
kind of lends credence to that maybe there was something to that. Did you ever hear that conspiracy theory out of the NBA? No, I didn't, but what a great you know, trick. There's always a trick, right? There's always a story, whether the, you know, sleight of hand and the card is up the sleeve, right? But the cold envelope, I'm just going to, which one is it going to be? You know? Oh, yeah. That's pretty wild. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you could see it. And I think <clears throat> as I get on in years, my advanced age, I can't remember what I said on the air what wasn't was said on the air. Maybe this was just an urban myth amongst sports people that maybe it was never ever reported that way. I don't think it matters anymore. But it's you know people are writing in about the integrity of the game and the this and the that, and I'm like, you guys understand there is no integrity. Like that's the only thing, and I hate telling the viewers that there is no Santa Claus, but there is no integrity. I'm sorry. Well. They will do anything you know, they can do to win. Go ahead. I know. No, I know. And let's, let's all, like, don't jump zero to 100 for the fans that are watching this, the viewers. I mean, it's not like it's embarrassing tanking. It's not like I sat here and pulled the goalie up by two goals, you know, in the final five minutes. It's not like I, you know, like I said earlier, punted the ball from your 35-yard line when I'm in field goal range. It wasn't like that because we would have talked about it and said, that was tanking, that was tanking, right? It's little things that just, you're not really trying to win as many games as you can. I'm playing a lot of younger players. I'm starting my backup goalie. I'm, you know, doing all these types of things. This guy's going on long-term injured reserve because he's hurt, you know? Um, little things. It's not quite as embarrassing as... Maybe we want to think it is. I smile because the, the, the viewers are not punchy today. They're, they're like us. They're just in a chipper mood, ready for the weekend. Um, for instance, Randy in Winnipeg says, I'll have to freeze the ace at my next hockey draft. LOL. Obviously, they draw cards. Um, Ryan H. on YouTube says, frozen envelope. Wow, I've never heard that one. That's amazing. So, yeah, I just I sit here and think, oh, am I letting too much out of the bag? And, again, I can't remember because I'm so old what was reported and what isn't. Because, you know, you hear these things, and that was just one thing from the NBA that, whether it was true or not, I don't know, but they went away from envelopes the next year. So you tell me. Um, Aaron, Aaron B., who I believe is in Hamilton, correct me if I'm wrong, but Aaron's watching on YouTube, says, I'm a big English soccer fan. That league has its own issues, but they don't have a draft. But they do have regulation to lower leagues, so there is no tanking in that league. From the snowman, he says, snowman checking in from Indianapolis. Cancer has been removed. Congratulations, snowman. I appreciate that, and thank you for having us part of your convalescence, your recovery, watching the show on that. Uh, glad to hear that. Um... <laughs> Anything else, Moose, before we... Oh, okay, Clark has dug it up. And if, for those that are watching on YouTube, there's the link. It's on the bottom of the screen right there, Moose, if you're looking there. The frozen envelope NBA theory is right there. So you can look that up. That's an actual thing. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't dream it. I think overall, no, I, you know... I'm right on all these things. It's just uh, just like the Terrell Owens thing the other day, which actually, to change gears on a topic of discussion here or direction, 
uh, the Terrell Owens thing. Literally, that was, you think that would have been a bigger news than it was. Terrell Owens, I want to say April of 2018, working out for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. You know, we move so fast on this show, we don't usually settle in on one topic for long in a way that is a little, like we spent more time on the tanking today than we ever spend really on anything. But Terrell yeah. Owens, that is an interesting thing there, that he's coming back to play in the fan-controlled football league, which, no offense to senior hockey, but that's kind of what the fan-controlled football league is. It's, it's a combination of rec hockey and senior hockey in terms of credibility and level of play. Fair? Like, I would rather see yeah. Terrell Owens in the CFL or the USFL or the XFL. The fan-controlled league is, <laughs> that's state fair football. But if, <laughs> if, if, if T.O. came to Canada at the age of 48 this year, which isn't going to happen, but maybe, maybe it will. Like, he thinks he can play in the NFL again. I, I went back and read the article. Terrell Owens thinks the fan-controlled football league could spring him back to the NFL. My goodness. Is this to be taken seriously or not? Is this a novelty? He hasn't played in a decade. He hasn't played in a decade, right? Yeah. And I think it's yeah. that's the, and that's the biggest thing with like a Colin Kaepernick who can't get back into the league. Just remember, Colin Kaepernick's not forty-eight years old. But when you're removed from the game for that long, it's so hard to get back into it. No matter how great a shape you're in or your football sense, the game has changed. So even the game that T.O. knew, the coverages, the way defensive backs play on you, the physicality, whether it's gotten worse or less, it's, it's different. The whole game will be different 10 years later. <laughs> well, the guy is in the Hall of Fame, Terrell Owens. There's no doubt that he's an athletic freak. And the one thing that bothers me about Terrell Owens, and it's one thing that really bothers me about society, if you're a bad dude, you're a bad dude, and that's fine. I think you deserve what you get, especially if you're out of chances. Like a Johnny Manziel, for instance, I don't know whether he's a bad dude or not. I've met him. I've been around him. I used to be a fan of his. I'm not anymore. He's burned up all his chances. Terrell Owens, go Google him. He's never been in trouble. He did a lot of really zany things, ridiculous things. Dancing on the Star might be the most incriminatory thing he's ever done. But he was never in trouble off the field. Remember he called a news conference in his driveway where he was doing sit-ups and his agent Drew yep. Rosenhaus held a news conference while T.O. was doing his sit-ups? Like, really crazy, zany things where people question his mental health, but he never beat up anybody. He never got a DUI that I know of. I know. You know, and that's the thing. Like, a guy who just wants to come back and play the game. And, and if that's the case and he can do it, I mean, I want to see the shot. I want to see it happen. And it, it's a little bit like Tiger. Is he probably going to win the Masters? Probably not. But we want to see the spectacle. And we're, we're tuned in for the storyline. Yeah. And you know what? I'll probably watch fan control football if T.O. is suiting up and playing in the game. So, Well, let's remember a year ago, where we were, we were coming off a CFL season where there had not been a CFL season. I was watching fan-controlled football on my phone with 45,000 others and really enjoying it. And Johnny Manziel was in the league. And uh, as I said, Josh Gordon. And now there will be Terrell Owens. I'll be watching this year too, but there wasn't much else going on at the time. Mike Blackbird watching in Toronto on YouTube says, Have we talked about Chad Kelly? 
calling out MLSE and the Argos for lack of merchandise? We, we haven't even mentioned it, and I'm not going to mention it here. Um, Juwan Breskison did the same thing, number 82. For the Argos, uh, he wanted to buy a bunch of Argos jerseys, 82, for people that, that follow him in gaming and the, the jerseys weren't available. It's 11-11. Thank you, BW, for pointing that out. One eleven Eastern. Everybody, you're on the right track. Except, well, hey, guys, where is it? Hello, one eleven. Hi. VW says, does anybody else's YouTube chat freeze up? Not mine, brah. Mine is uh, tickety-boo. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm in the chat. I'm checking. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got stalled. I got mesmerized by the YouTube comments. Let's slide on over to the 902 text line, Moose. What do you say? Uh, DG yeah. in Saskatoon watching. Morning, guys. He says, nothing will come of the Dolphins' investigation into tanking. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but here's the proof. The Tom Brady story from Pro Football Talk this week. It says that Tom was retiring in order to become a minority owner of the Dolphins with a group led by billionaire Bruce Beal. To me, they realized nothing would happen to Miami ownership, so Tom unretired and went back to Tampa. Oh, my God. See, that's what's horrible about the offseason. You want to talk fake news. You know, I told you my guy Camco's down here in South Florida this week. We went to the Leafs game the other day from Bronco Plumbing and Heating. He had a boat tour, and they pointed out where they're building Tom's house in Indian Creek here in South Florida. It's now on the boat tours. This is Tom Brady's house that he's building right now. You can see where these rumors came from, can't you? Of course. And, you know, the latest one that I saw was that, you know, when Tom Brady retired, he was actually poised to join the Dolphins at that, mo that point as part of their ownership group so there's all these different threads and ways to try and tie him to the organization and uh but you know what he came back he's gonna play in in tampa and uh i think we just leave it at that for now well the interesting thing was when tom was announced as retiring and what was it two weeks after the super bowl i think well shoot adam schefter reported it a week before Super Bowl, didn't he? And then Tom made it official. That's when it was. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that Tom Brady... Well, did we think that Tom Brady would be done with football? Let's just say he retired. Did we think that he would be done? Did we not think that he would go into coaching or broadcasting or ownership or something, Darren? He wasn't just going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I honestly don't... Like, I don't see Tom being a coach. I don't. Um, but I did, I seen him, I, I had him being involved in the game, probably from an ownership perspective is where I would see Tom staying involved in the game. But yeah, we, it, I never thought he would retire. So, you know, it wasn't really shocking to me when he unretired. Well, you knew he, he was going to retire at some point. And it's interesting you say that about coaching. And I hate the fact that we have to take a commercial here. I will get to all your comments, folks, coming up after the break. But it's funny with the coaching, and Bo Levi the same. From what I understand in Calgary, he doesn't want to coach. He wants to go into broadcasting. And uh, it's like me. I'm a terrible coach of young broadcasters. I'm terrible. 
You can call me the Tom Brady of uh, broadcasting if you want or the, the Wayne Gretzky. I won't be offended. I look at those young kids and say, why can't you do this? Because it was so easy for me. My whole life, I knew what I was doing since I was six. So I could see why maybe it was so easy for Bo Levi Mitchell. That's not to say he doesn't put the time in and the work. We all put in the time and the work. But there's also natural talent involved as well. And I can see why maybe Tom wouldn't want to coach either. Why can't you do this? Why Wayne Gretzky didn't last as a coach and Mario Lemieux never even tried? You know, where, but with the recovery coach world, it's far different. And why I've had success there, I don't even understand. I don't know why. That's a God thing. Anyways, we'll get to more of your comments. We got a ton today on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, your industry leader in combustion services, will be right back to South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle in a moment on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live, of course, and if you've missed any of the show, you can always find us wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. I hope everybody is ready for the Bet Regal contest because it's coming up. I want every single person watching to play the contest this weekend. You don't got to do it now, but you do over the next three days. Go look at the schedule. Pick the game you're most interested in. Any sport. It would help if you can bet on it at Bet Regal, but you can bet it on pretty much every sport there. And pick the winner. And uh, you'll go into a random draw for a prize package from our friends at Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. And we'll talk to you more about that in a moment. But Moose, uh, one of my football guys is uh, listening. He's listening. Okay. He said he's at work. And he says, uh, pro football coach is all I'm going to say. says he enjoyed the tanking discussion. He says, if anyone who tanks a game or an event is disrespectful to the game and all of those involved. If sitting players occurs, it's done for a reason, either in the present or for future. Keep talking football. <laughs> That's what Coach said. Keep talking football. <laughs> of course. So, uh, yeah, we will. Well, it's a Flame Tech football Friday. He says every day should be football talking. Hey, I get it, but I also, I also like, I like the variety of sports talk that we give here because I like studying it up. It's like my homework, you know. Chris yeah. Jarl is watching in Surrey, B.C. right now on Game Plus Television, and he says, I'm so happy to watch live today. First time since early March. Missed you guys. Tanking would be dependent on the talent pool coming up. Lottery makes it too risky, and it seems fixed for the Canucks to always drop in the order. Tanking does go on, right? Like, I, I, I can't sit and say definitively how much it goes on, but I do believe it goes on. Do you not believe that it goes on? I do. It's not the way that the, the viewers might think, though. Like, when he talks about integrity of the game, you know, it's not like your Paul Crew shaving points, you know, purposely throwing the ball out of bounds. And maybe that's happening. I'm not so yeah. naive that I think the games that that's not happening, but it's but it's in the way that you mentioned earlier with playing younger players, 
letting other people have an have an have an opportunity to see what they've got. Um, those types of things. You're not exactly putting all your chips in to try and win. You're doing more things for development. Yeah. Well, I I love. And again, we got to go back around on this. I feel like we are on sports radio today, i.e., sticking on one topic for a long time, and that's fine. But again, the NFL is investigating the Dolphins. They're going back and looking at all the games, play by play by play, those season-ending games. And there, so far, there's been no evidence that the Dolphins that it can be proven that they were tanking games. And I just find it hilarious because we've all seen idiotic coaching decisions, you know, in football. Where it's like he's not trying to tank it, he just blew it. You know what we've seen that. And I talked to referees and talked to players and why why is he calling this? You know, the, the greatest discussions you could ever have is with a coach after he's long gone from the game. Because they're not going to admit it at the time. Uh Brady in Saskatoon, you remember Brady, he writes in and he says, Hey Rod, I believe the most likely teams to tank are teams who suck anyways. Tanking sucks for a fan base to watch, but does lead to a potentially bright future. Tiger played well on the first day of the Masters. Hopefully he continues. And he writes in all caps, Blue Jays baseball is back. From Craig in Toronto. Sorry, Craig in Calgary. Writes in Craig Drebbit. He says, going back a few days ago and the talk about which athlete we used to hate. For me, it was Tiger Woods. He pouted and swore, talked like a robot, and bullied everyone around him. But yesterday, I see him finish the Masters, and he's grateful, humble, self-deprecating, and even a little funny. He's grown up. I may actually cheer him on now. Isn't that something? And I've got thoughts on that, but what are yours when you read that, that Tiger's changed? I love it. People have evolved. People can evolve, right? And, you know, for somebody to hate Tiger and then have their opinion evolve, the open-mindedness, I respect. So I like to see it. Now, I don't agree with that. I liked Tiger before. I didn't see all those negative things. And maybe I had the blinders on. But, uh, hey, I'm appreciative of the comment. Well, I am too. And it resonates with me. And you are aware of this because you know everything going on in my life. But I look at Tiger... And I look at it a little bit to my life, and I think you know what I'm going to say. He's been through so much, and I've been through so much. They're different things. I think there's only a tiny fraction of our viewership that would even know what I'm talking about right now or what I'm about to say. But I see these advisors. People see me referring to my advisors, and I've said to them, because they get to know me, and they're like, they're like, you don't have an ego. And I said, hey, listen, I used to, but I, and I, said at the time, God has kicked the crap out of me and kicked me in the nuts and knocked the piss out of me to the amount that I have no ego left. There was nothing left. And they said, well, it wasn't God. <laughs> it was life and it was a certain, don't blame him. And I'm like, so I don't anymore. But a tiger, look what he's been through. He was almost killed in the car crash, the familial stuff, all the rest, the doubters. I mean, now he's building back up again, and he's a different person. You go through these things in life, it changes you, or at the very least, it should. Yeah. You know, and you didn't, I have thanked, I'm very thankful that you didn't know the old me. You wouldn't want to know the old me, but I'm a different person now. And there's a lot of people that still want to hold me accountable for the past 
actions. And I'm like, that's their problem. It's the same thing with Tiger. If you're going to hold Tiger accountable and not cheer for him because of the old Tiger, then that's your business. But it, it just seems, Darren, you get a sense that the majority of society really is pulling for Tiger this weekend. There are a lot that never will, but the majority is really pulling for him. They really are. They really are. What, and, okay. you know, no, no, on that, like, they are pulling for him, and, and people love a success story, and they like a second chance. And, like, you know, they, people who wanted Tiger to lose before now want him to win because they like, you know, um, people coming, rising from the ashes. You know, you look at Tom Brady. A lot of people that hated Tom Brady when he was young and winning all the Super Bowls really started to like him again when he became 40 and people started doubting him, right? When people started yeah. doubting Tiger and doubting Tom Brady, that's when, you know, they, they grew a whole new fan base of people who said, you know, they're going to stick it to him. I think in a lot of ways it comes with age. But one thing I've noticed here, the thing with Tiger is what hasn't changed is the fire. You know what Craig's saying that, was it Craig? whoever the viewer was, that Tiger's changed, the fire's still there. You know, him walking off the course after the nine-hole practice round, and they said, how are you feeling, Tiger? And he's like, everything's good, brother. He's still cocky slash confident, and so am I. You know, but there's just a different way to handle it, just like Tom Brady. Like, when he sucked in the match play, when he was, isn't it interesting that Tom and Tiger were in the same foursome that day? And I can't remember what the pairings were. Was it not Tiger and Tom and Phil Mickelson and Peyton Manning? Was that what the pairings were? Yeah. 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 And then, and Tom was terrible, but he was a fish out of water. Like, would you want to put Tiger Woods out on a football field and have him go through a skills competition, throwing footballs through tires and blah, blah, blah? No, it wasn't Tom's thing. But all of a sudden, Charles Barkley was the color commentator that day, and he was laughing at Tom. And it was like Tom's eyes turned laser, laser shot out of him. And he oh, jarred yeah. a 150-foot approach shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, don't laugh Heck at him. No. Oh, yeah. That'll got, never change. That was the that'll, Tom. That'll never change. Never. And you just wanted to see more and more of that. And I just, you know, that's why you wish that they'd have a rematch. Because I'd be glued to that, too. Now, Tom gets a second chance. Yeah, and, but the thing is, this evolution, <clears throat> for me, from what I, just what I see with the Tiger, <clears throat> I notice the guys, and mostly our guys, like friends of mine, that are really rooting for Tiger and Brady are guys that are like him in sport, that are winners, and they understand it. And most of the people that are haters are just haters. They don't understand it. They're losers. They are, they've never done anything in their life. They don't even know what it takes to win. You know what I'm saying? The winners appreciate yeah. the winners, if that makes sense. Um, Randy yeah. in Winnipeg. Let's get into the Bet Regal contest here. Be uh, Randy in Winnipeg, who has won this before. I don't know if we can have repeat winners or not, but he's taking a stab at it. He says the game of the weekend for him is Masters Sunday. Corey Connors win. Have a great weekend, RP crew. That's from Randy in the peg. I'm just going to look because I work one day at a time and I'm a little out of sorts today because I don't have my bracelet on. I took it off. I still have it, 
but I didn't put it on for the show. In the National Hockey League, there are five games. I, I know what I'm going to pick, and it ain't hockey. But in the NHL tonight, it's Boston at Tampa Bay. That should be a doozy. Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, very concerned that his lightning are in a swoon right now. I said, Brian, it's okay. They're going to be fine. You can't keep the pedal to the metal for 82 straight. Islanders at Carolina. Sabre is here at Florida tonight. I won't be going. Minnesota at St. Louis and Colorado at Winnipeg. My featured game is the Texas Rangers at the Toronto Blue Jays. That's my featured game. And the Blue Jays will win. Yeah, well, I think that being at home, the emotion of the home crowd, they got their ace on the mound, or one of them, Jose Barrios. Nice that they, like, who's the Jays ace? You would normally think Roy Halladay would start on opening day, right? But the Jays actually have a little bit of a rotation there of aces. And I'll take the Blue Jays to win over Texas tonight. That's my featured game of the weekend. In the NBA, Raptors home to Houston. And I just got to mention this. For my junior hockey fans, because they tell me they watch in the dressing rooms and offices in the dub every day, uh, Medicine Hat is at Brandon tonight. Your Blades welcome the the, uh, Prince Albert Raiders, one of the greatest rivalries in hockey. Prince Albert Raiders at Saskatoon tonight. God's team, the Regina Pats are at Swift Current. Flickering playoff hopes alive. Could be uh, snuffed out tonight for the Pats, I think, if they lose. Lethbridge at Red Deer. By the way, I found both yours and my CHL passes when I was going through a bag here, so I'll get yours next time I see you. Uh, Tri-City at Everett, Victoria at Kamloops, Portland at Vancouver, and I might mention in the SJ tonight, Humboldt's at Flin Flon with Flin Flon leading a two-game-to-none lead, and Estevan swept out Yorkton last night. I talked to the Bruins coach, Jason Tatarnik, and uh, they were up 3-0 going into Yorkton last night, and he wanted to end it. None of this... Let's get another home gate and tank it. Let's tank a game or two and get a home gate. Who was it? That was the Tampa Bay mayor that said that, right, in the Stanley Cup final last year? Let's lose in Montreal in game four and get a game back here. Oh, my God. What a, what a maroon. Anyways, the <laughs> Bruins got out the, uh, got out the brooms and swept out Yorkton. There's enough of my preamble. What is your featured game, Moose, of the weekend? Well, I'm going to have to change it now. It was going to be the Jays and Rangers, and I thought that I'd be alone on that. I didn't think you would pick the Blue Jay game, and I was going to pick the Jays to win the home opener. So I'll still stick with that. Um, and then I'll, I'll, you know, I'm also, of course, excited about the Blades and Prince Albert Raiders. That's always a lot of fun. Those two fan bases don't like each other. Okay. Racket. Mark it down, everybody. Um, just checking from the viewers here before we let you go, Moose, uh, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, says living in a spotlight like Tiger must be horrible. Oh, can't even, can't even, a guy can't go to the bathroom without somebody looking at him, I'm sure, in his own house, let alone anywhere else on the planet. Shane Melanson. He picked the Masters. He's in, you're in, Shane. I can't remember who he picked. But he says the New York Rangers winning the lottery was also fishy with the lighter ball than the others. I don't remember that story. I do remember the Nick story in the NBA. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Dan in Winnipeg watching says, what chances do you think Tiger Woods has to win the Masters? Well, listen, I think he's got a great chance because 
he wasn't even in the top 10 betting favorites going into the week. And he came out tied for 10th after the first round. I guess we'll see how his stamina is. Let's be honest. He's 47, dude. Yeah. Right? He'd not. He's, this isn't the 1997 version of Tiger. We got a break, Moose. No. I'll see you for overtime. We got to roll. Sounds good. We're going to Montreal next. Get those picks in, everybody, for the Bet Regal contest. Game of the weekend. Pick the winner. We'll be right back. You are watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy the best podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and we've been talking a lot of NFL today. Why not here in an NFL market, South Florida? And maybe we'll get around to that with our next guest, Joey Alferi of the Montreal Alouettes, because he can always talk some NFL, but I do believe he would agree that the CFL is uh, nearer to him in his heart. And Joey, welcome to the program again. How you doing today, bud? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Good, good, good. Talking football, of course, is always fun. And I have to ask you, about your move from TSN 690 Radio in Montreal over to the Montreal Alouettes of the Canadian Football League. We have not spoken since. How did this come about? I'll say congratulations of moving to the dark side. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it all, uh, it came about uh, pretty quickly. Uh, I was, I mean, I was happy where I was, um, but uh, there was another CFL team that kind of reached out over the holiday period and uh, it would have involved moving. Uh, my wife and I out west, and I was—I mean, I think we were both willing to do that. Um, but before we packed up and moved, uh, I reached out to the organization here. I mean, this is the—you know—the team that I grew up watching, the team that I, I grew up cheering for. We've had season tickets in my family for over 20 years now, so uh, I just felt like before I made any type of move to another CFL team, uh, that I would—I uh, would check in here and see if it was possible. And I think, you know, just speaking to the people here, our visions kind of aligned. Uh, in terms of what we wanted to accomplish uh, with content and on social media, uh, with interviews and podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, the fit just kind of worked out. And uh, I got to tell you, man, like working within the league with the team, it's just been, uh, it's been dream come true. It's been awesome. That's good. Good to hear. And the excitement I sense is building in the CFL. From what I understand, players are starting to arrive in the markets. And what has you excited about the CFL in 2022 and specifically the Montreal Alouette. Yeah, well, I just I think the continuity in Montreal specifically is just something that uh, the team here hasn't had in, in quite some time. Uh, you know, I think if you look back to uh, the last decade uh, before Gary Stern, Mario Cecchini, and Danny Machocha got here, um, I mean, they're just there. There was a lot of uh, coming and going, both on the roster, on the coaching staff, in the front office, and. I mean, right now, uh, there's there's stability there. And I think that's what kind of has me most excited. You know, on the field, I think the team is, 
I think the team looks good. I think the Owls have the best quarterback depth uh, in the league heading into the season. And, and we saw last year across the league, but here in particular, uh, they used three different starting quarterbacks. So so that's really important. They were able to bring back uh, Geno Lewis, Jake Winicky, uh, Will Stanback got an extension. So did Vernon Adams. They they signed Trevor Harris and Dominique Davis. So I think, I think the team here looks good. And I think they definitely have a legitimate shot uh, at winning the East Division. Across the league as a whole, uh, Roddy, I, I just you know I just can't wait for football to start. You know what I mean? Like I think there's been so much talk about improving the the flow of the game, and there's no doubt that it needs improvement. But now you've got a full training camp for everybody. You've got preseason games. The pandemic is it's not out of sight, but you know hopefully it's in the rearview mirror. And, and I think that you know I'm expecting big things. I think the offenses have kind of been. You know, it stomped on a little bit here during the offseason, and I think they're going to come out, and I think they're they're going to light it up. I think we're going to get a really exciting product this year. Uh, by the way, if you don't mind, I'll pass along some viewer comments. Andrew Stute, big Habs <laughs> fan. I think he's a Ryder fan, but he writes and he says, Hey, Joey, we miss you on TSN 690. My buddy Gallo must miss you too. I can never quite figure out Andrew. He's originally from Quebec. He used to work in the Ryder store, and I don't know where he is now, but he watches this show every day, and I appreciate him for that, and clearly he is a fan of yours. i got to ask you this with the Owls, and obviously I hope that they will continue to let you come on because we have a great relationship with the Alouettes, and I'm a huge, huge Trevor Harris fan. Do you expect that stadium packed for the home opener and, and moving forward? Because Kahari Jones has kind of restored the roar. Where do the Owls rate in that town right now? Yeah, look, I think the excitement is there, and I think it's only going to ramp up. Uh, I know last week we had the uh, the big announcement in Montreal that uh, training camp was going to be in Trois-Rivières, which is about an hour and a half away. And so I know that uh, there's some hardcore Owls fans that are going to travel uh, from Montreal uh, to uh, Three Rivers. Uh, we'll, we'll say we say it that way in English. Uh, but, uh, but I know that there's a lot of fans in that area who've reached out to me just to tell me how excited they are. Uh, that uh, they we're going to have pro football uh, in that part of town, and, and it's something that uh, that the team did, you know, for a long time. They were in uh, Saint Jean sur Richelieu for a while, which was about forty-five minutes away. They were at Bishop's University in Lennoxville uh, for a stretch there too. So it isn't something new, but we we are going to see them go to a different part uh, of uh, of the province, uh, which I think is really cool. And, and the hype is building. Like I don't know if you guys have seen, but uh, Vernon Adams is having his annual uh, mini camp. Uh, there's uh, 10 Alouettes players out there. There's, I think, uh, TJ Lee of the BC Lions and Aaron Grimes of uh, the Edmonton Elks are there as well. Uh, so they're having a mini camp there, and I'm just I'm starting to see the pictures, and I just like it. Just it smells like football in the air, and I think that you're starting to feel that uh, vibe as well uh, around town uh, and on social media too. There's a lot of people DMing me, uh, you know, asking me for for comments, what I think about the team. So it's it's really starting to ramp up. Well, I'll tell you what. Um... That is exciting, but you talked about the tweaks to the league and some things need to be cleaned up, and uh, to be honest, I don't see it. I mean, I've been a fan of the CFL since the early 80s, worked in the league for 20 years, and I'd like to think it was an anomaly, the scoring being down the 2021 season. I think the league is a tremendous product. I'd like to see the business people do a little more and get the stadiums full because I think the product's great. The athleticism is awesome. Our stars are great. How much tweaking do you think actually needs to be done? 
I think there's tweaking that needs to be done. I mean, look, I think as a league, as a whole, whether you look at it from, uh, you know, as a, as a league employee, as a team employee, as a fan, you know, I think we have to be willing to adapt. And that's something that, you know, I've come to learn, honestly, because at first when all of these things came out, you know, I was pretty rigid that I didn't want to move. And there's certain aspects of the game that I'm still pretty rigid on. Like, I don't want to go to fourth down. I don't. I don't want to see four downs. I heard what Trevor Harris had to say on, on your show uh, last week, I think it was. I think it's it's a great outside-the-box idea. Uh, and, and I like that, you know, Trevor went there. I just, I don't feel the need for it. I think there's been a couple of years, even pre-pandemic, where, you know, things were down a little bit in terms of offense. But, you know, I'll speak from a Montreal perspective. In, in 2019, I think we had some of the greatest finishes that I've ever seen uh, watching the league. Uh, it, right here in, in Montreal, there was the game in Calgary uh, where they came back from 11 points down. Uh, I think it was with about a minute 30 left and they, they won in double overtime in Calgary. And then, you know, they overcame a 24 point deficit here at home, uh, biggest comeback in franchise history to beat Winnipeg. So look, not every game is going to be exciting all the time. I think you see that in the NFL as well. I just, I do think that there might be a game flow issue. Uh, I think keeping the quarterbacks healthy uh, is a big deal because when you have to go to your backup, your third and fourth string quarterbacks, it does make it a little bit more difficult to string drives together. So, you know, I do think there are improvements that need to be made. Uh, and I think we need to be willing to to evolve with the times and to adapt. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think we need a major overhaul in the in the CFL. I think, you know, from a marketing perspective, you're starting to see teams are doing uh, more and more. And I think that'll attract a younger fan base like for us i know uh, i was at the combine uh, with a couple of my teammates here and we're gonna have you know full behind the scenes we're gonna take you into the interview room we're gonna take you uh, you know into the discussions with our football ops people so i do think that you know the behind the scenes stuff is going to attract new cfl fans as well i think that's something people are interested in but you know if we're talking specifically about the game i don't think you need major overhaul i do think you have to keep an open mind though because changes do need to be made well, man, Joey, you and I could get a uh, coffee or a Diet Coke and discuss this even for hours probably because, to be honest, <laughs> I saw more NFL games last year live than CFL games, and I think that I think the CFL games move way faster than the NFL, but I think the TV product camouflages that and hides it, right? Because there's a difference between watching on television versus in the venue. Yeah, I think the CFL does move faster than the National Football League. But I, I like what you're saying with the behind-the-scenes stuff. I was trying to do it 10, 15 years ago. I just hope, I really hope, that every team gets on board. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of teams that don't want to let you behind the curtain. They might be the teams that aren't doing what you're doing right now. Ottawa's leading the way. Looks like the Alouettes are following in line. But it's just it's always been a problem getting everybody on board, pulling on the same rope. But anyways, we are out of time. Joey, let's do it again, sir. Uh, thanks for the time here today, and have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. I'm a little jealous of the background there. Uh, maybe I have to uh, I'll come meet you one of these days. If the meeting will be here. Yes, absolutely. EC. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Joey Alfieri of the Montreal Alouettes. We'll be right back with uh, overtime and Taco Time viewer takeover when the Moose rejoins us. Boy, have we got a lot to gnaw on next. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus TV network. Available all across Alberta, of course. BC and in Quebec on Videotron, East, East Link Cable, and Rogers.
Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, all right, all right. It is the final segment here from Florida for a while. It's overtime. Brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, and uh, that reminds me, I got this message here from the Greek Freak. Where the heck is it? Uh, hey, Moose, welcome back to the show. Here it is. The Four Seasons Sports Palace, your Jays, MLB opening weekend, UFC 273, Masters, NHL, NBA, NLL, and curling headquarters this weekend. We love sports. From George at the Four Seasons. Do we have the moose? Do we have them? It is uh, Taco Tom viewer takeover. There you go. There you go, moose. Um, Todd in Red Deer's watching, and he says, hey, I know I can't win regarding the featured game of the week for Bet Regal weekend. He says, but F1 Australian Grand Prix, Max V to win. Let's go Red Bull Racing. I haven't watched enough Drive to Survive to tell me to know who Max V is. Do you know? Verstappen. It's Max Verstappen. He won the whole thing last year, beat out Lewis Hamilton. So you'll get, sorry, spoiler alert. <clears throat> Should have said that. Spoiler alert. No, it's fine. Jordan just told me in my ear too, Max Verstappen. Okay. I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. By the way, anybody, if you're sitting at home this weekend, you got your phone out, maybe you're watching on your laptop right now, whatever. Now would be a great weekend to sign up for your Bet Regal account for the first time ever. And for new users, use the hashtag RP22, the promo code RP22, and you'll get 22 welcome dollars to bet with at BetRegal. Go to the website, betregal.ca, and sign up this weekend. Like I said, I met people at the Panthers game here betting two bucks a game. Just makes it a little more fun. And I would say, Moose, probably for the Masters, if you're going to put a little change down, $2 would certainly make things even more interesting wouldn't it oh yeah absolutely that's all it takes just a little something something even on the the free play site it's fun just to you know have the guys that you're pulling for this weekend so yeah go to bet regal and uh, sign up today yeah you can yeah go to betregal.net and sign up on the play free sports book listen a couple uh, put a putting a bow on things you know with joey alfieri Last segment, if you saw it, talking about the CFL needs some changes uh, to improve game flow. I'm sorry, I think that it has better game flow than the National Football League. I'm sorry, and I've watched both games live last year, but that's just me. I, th I think this is a knee-jerk thing that they're talking about. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, one bad year um would be knee-jerk you know the first sign of something going wrong or struggling or you know scoring being down or attendance being down um or you know just coming out of a lockout i think we have to give it a little bit of time here and have some patience so if this year is the same as last year and the scoring's down and we're, we're still seeing the complaints and the attendance is down then i think we really need to have the conversation it's good to be aware and at least say hey we might need to do a b and c but we have to see if this was just a one-off or, or if it's an actual trend. 
Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Rod will arrive back in Calgary just in time for the Calgary Stampede tarp auction. May we see an RP show tarp in the Rangeland Derby at this year's Calgary Stampede? Uh, I wouldn't be the one to talk to about that, but I think that's a great idea. And by the way, we'll be back in Calgary beginning Monday. Thank you, Jeff, the Stamps fan, for reminding me and pointing that out. Monday, back live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Well, that's got to happen between now and then. I've got to travel back to Canada, host a banquet in Assiniboia, Sask, with Lanny and Chris Walby, then get to Calgary and be back on the air Monday morning. And you, Moose, again, great segue here. Saturday night, you'll be behind the microphone for exciting NLL action, the Saskatchewan Rush, home to the Vancouver Warriors. I'm seeing photos. Our guy Riley is at the saddle home right now getting ready for tonight's Roughnecks game. So it's a huge NLL weekend. And uh, just in case you don't know, Moose, I just read the game notes. It's an 8 p.m. What do they call it? Ball drop Saturday night at Sastel Center? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's a little bit later on Saturday night. Yep, 8 o'clock. Um, but it'll, it'll be awesome. And I think you know, tonight's game in, in Calgary is going to be great, too. I'm pretty sure this is the one that's going to be picked up on TSN on the national feed. So it's going to be a great uh, weekend of lacrosse. Last minute of play. Last minute of play on the RP show. I tell you what, as I said to you earlier, the time flies by so fast, not only on this show, but uh, (laughs) just in Florida overall. I can't believe it's been three weeks, but we are heading back up to the Great Eagle Resort and Casino for a several-week residency. Everybody wants to know where we're going and what we're doing. Well, as I say, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. Keep watching, and we'll see you Monday morning at 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern, right here. Any last words from you, Moose? Tiger just bogeyed his first hole today. He's even par for the tournament. Enjoy the Masters this weekend. Yeah, I guess we know what we're going to be doing all weekend. Thank you, Moose, for all you do and the entire crew and mostly the viewer, because without you, there would be no us. We'll see you Monday from Calgary here on Game Plus TV. Nerds! (laughs) Nerds! For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.